It's Monday, and this is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Joining me today is Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz. Jennifer is in Houston, Texas. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Um, I'm calling. I have a 15-year-old son. Uh, He has a job at Chick-fil-A, so he's got um, some paychecks coming in. Um, He took your class. Both of my teenagers took the high school class at home. We just bought the package, so he has all the tools. We've got them envelopes. We require them to save 40% of anything that they make, uh, and then they pay their tithes. So there's another 50% that he just wants to blow on video games and video stuff, uh, which I hate. And it's <laughs> problems with we have to we have to keep him under so many hours, otherwise his attitude has to be put in check. Mm-hmm. So would you advise we just let him blow all that money, or at what age do you start giving him more choices to either be successful or to fail? Well, here's here's the deal, Jennifer. For me, I'm probably more like your son. I was a spender. I didn't really keep track of a lot. I kind of just, ugh, I wasn't that great with money as a teenager. And mom and dad, I mean, you guys, I would say, had levels of accountability that we kind of had to meet. But overall, there was a level of us just making mistakes. And for me, I appreciated that because I would rather learn from my own mistakes with the money I've earned when I make a mistake, I feel it so much more than obviously if you were just handed money and you made a mistake with that money. And so for me, learning from those mistakes, they were inexpensive. There was a level of safety because I was under mom and dad's roof versus the first time I made a mistake was out on my own. So I would say there's a there's a balance of allowing him to feel the pain and the mistakes that he's making if, if you consider buying all the video games a mistake. Um, but he's already still, he's saving and he's giving. He's doing all three that we, we really recommend, which is giving, saving, and spending. So the fact that he's doing all three, the spending is the one that obviously he will learn a lot from and where you easily can make mistakes. Yeah, I think there's a, probably for all of us with teenagers, there's a fine line between nagging the crud out of them uh, and making sure they leave home, <laughs> with the, leave home with the skills to be an adult. Our friend Andy Andrews says, we're not trying to raise great kids. We're trying to raise kids who become great adults. And there's a difference. And so my job, if if I'm you, if I'm you, I'm talking to him and saying, my job is not necessarily to judge whether buying video games is stupid or not. I kind of think it is, but it's not my job to do that. My job is to make sure as your mom or your dad that you have spending saving and giving skills now that means that if you continue to completely waste your spending money then we're going to talk about it that you're wasting that because i want you to get it that you're wasting that i'm probably going to let you do it but i want you to get it because honey if you don't get your spending under control you're going to be a 45 year old doofus as a husband right okay because yeah, next yeah, time, sure. I mean, when he's so, 45, it'll be bass boats. Yeah. Right. So then I shouldn't be concerned about, like, too much video games. About no. Controlling how much he plays. If he wants oh, to well, now, controlling how much he plays play. and controlling screen time is a whole nother discussion. But I, that's not having to do with spending. Okay. That's not having to do with okay. money. That's got to do with his behaviors. And yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Th- there is all kinds of data coming out on kids and screens, and none of it's good. Right, right. The amount of kid t- screen time and video game time kids are doing is damaging a generation. 
There's no question about that. And uh, we did it, but we parked them in front of a television or, and popped in Little Mermaid, you know. But th- right. th- that was different than they live on their mama's phone when they're three years old, man. I mean, it's there, and there's data, all kinds of data. Uh, uh, the level of porn addiction at 15 years old by too much online screen time is out. The man, the statistics are scary. So that's a whole different discussion. I'm going to limit that just because I want his brain to work. I don't want his right. brain. I don't want him to become a vegetable. But I'm and not limiting that because of the spit. I'm sorry. At what point do I say you can save if you want, or you don't have to save? Like, oh, I, you I'm need to. You uh, right you're now. always going to save. You're always going to spend, and you're wisely, and you can blow some of it, and you're always going to give. Th- those are skills you have to do while you live here. You also have to bathe, and you also have to do your homework and brush your teeth these are skills you will need as an adult thank you hey hang on we're going to send you a copy of the book rachel and i did that was a number one called smart money smart kids teaching kids to handle money there's another thing that goes on rachel with this that's worth discussing and she was not doing this but sometimes you and i hear that parents don't feel like they have the right to tell a 16 year old what to do with money they quote-unquote earned, in this case, working at Chick-fil-A. Now, she was not suffering from that problem, (laughs) thank goodness, okay? But uh, I I just want to encourage parents, you not only have the right to do that, you have the obligation. It's called parenting. Yeah, yeah. We've heard people say, well, it's their money. And I'm like, no, they're living under your home. So your rules are over the money that they earn at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an element of responsibility that a parent has to have. Yeah, it's, I mean... Is if you're if you're not we're not suggesting you scarf their money and buy cocaine for yourself with it. That's not the point. You know, I mean, you don't. Have, this is not you're stealing your child's money. No. But this idea that you're not in control of your own household and that you're not that the inmates are running the asylum. You're not. They're making the decisions. I can't tell him what to do with that money. He can buy it's his money. Well, yes, by God, you can tell him what to do. As a matter of fact, you're supposed to tell him what to do. That's why God made you in charge of that house. Hypothetically, you should be. Yeah, so that's a big deal. So you need to make them, if you can't persuade them, brush their teeth. You need to make them, if you can't persuade them, not cuss out their elders. You need to make them, if you can't persuade them, save, give, spend, and work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These are life skills you need to exist on this planet and prosper. And uh, so that that's what Smart Money, Smart Kids was about. And that whole uh, video curriculum, that whole uh, curriculum is part of Ramsey Plus that Rachel did. And I was in a little bit of it, but uh, mainly it came off of that book, Smart Money, Smart Kids. And it's all about teaching you guys, teaching your kids how to handle money. What you do when they're four, what you do when they're 14, what you do when they're 18. And it makes it makes a lot of difference. Yeah, the subject with, with money and parents, I mean, it's a... It's a, one of those discussions that can feel uh, intimidating. It's one of those discussions that parents don't feel like they have the margin to even partake in because they're trying to just keep the lights on in their own home. Like, I mean, there's there's so many dynamics, but I think bringing in money, the conversation, how you handle it, and the ebb and flow of life, making it a part of the rhythm, is something that's really important as a parent. And to be open and honest and, and have discussions and have questions and talk about it. Like, it's not a... It's not an evil subject, so engage it as a parent, and the more your kids can handle their own money 
and learn to give it, save it, and spend it for what they've earned, that's what changes in their brain. I mean, it's so, it clicks. It clicks with them, and it clicks so early. The old, the old saying is, teach someone the value of a dollar. That's the old saying. But what it amounts to is, is teach them to value things that matter. Like, I grew up in a neighborhood where the majority of the men in the neighborhood, their day job, they worked with tools, blue-collar jobs in one way or another. And so tools were sacred. If you borrowed a guy's wrench, his pair of pliers, and you didn't take it back, that was a death sentence in our neighborhood because that man made his living with that those tools and or did his side job with those tools and tools made the world go round in that and so knowing the value of tools and that they are sacred hand tools in that setting and so like i rented a chainsaw one time from a rental place and i sharpened it before i took it back and the rental guy goes who does that and i went well guys that grew up in my neighborhood because mm-hmm. you take everything back better than you found it it's full of gas and you know it, it's sharpened yeah. and you don't, it's not damaged and because tools are sacred and so the money is that way in that sense you treat it with its value yep. and it gives the kid a, an operating paradigm thanks for tuning in to the ramsey call of the day check out all of our podcasts just search ramsey network on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen 